one. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode on the Fashion Fables podcast. Today I am welcoming a very special guest, Liz Newcomer, host of Resiliency and Running podcast. Liz, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to hear from you. Okay, so we're going to jump right into it. And so first, um, if you'd just be able to tell me a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to start your podcast. Yeah, um, I think I genuinely could say that a lot of us that have started a podcast this year is probably somewhat due to the fact that we've been in quarantine for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I also have mentioned this in a, an interview before, but my resiliency in running is actually like a book title that I was thinking of doing for quite a while. And so at first I was actually working on a book and I've put a lot of work into like this book, but I was finding that I was having a really, I was struggling with the chapters and I was wanting to perfect it. And I think in the end, I kind of just had this thought that, you know, if I start a podcast, I can share these ideas, but then if I ever want to kind of edit them or add to them, you can always just make a follow-up episode and so it's kind of just a nice way not to keep yourself constricted to trying to perfect yourself in like writing a book that's awesome I love that idea Mm -hmm. um so to you like what does it mean to be the best version of yourself I think being the best version of yourself just genuinely means when you feel like you're being completely genuine and you are just like being genuine with yourself and honest with yourself, but also like those around you. And I think, um, I think this year I've really focused on that idea. And I think it was really cool when you asked this question. Mm -hmm. Um, and just because I think I'm someone that's very extroverted. And so I think when quarantine first started, I was really struggling with the idea because I was like, well, I thrive off of other people. And so I think, being able to find that within yourself and kind of finding what makes you you and what makes you unique and just really focusing on, you know, self-improvement and just how you can become um, consistently work to become the best version of yourself. Because I feel like there's never really an end goal and you can always be working to improve in some part of your life. And yeah. Right. I feel like it's so important because everyone does want to be the best version of themselves and everyone strives for that. And I think it's so important to kind of like become that because ultimately you'll feel like you have a purpose in life and like once you feel that way it's like you're unstoppable like I feel like goals are so important to set and like just finding like your passion like just what you love to do is just such a great feeling so that's amazing I agree um so what advice would you give others who are seeking some self-improvement or just want to start living their best lives I think for me, it was really important because I think at the beginning of this year, I was at a point where I would definitely say that I was not living my best life. And I was very anxious and a little bit kind of depressed too, because I I really felt out of control with my life. And I think just with everything happening in the world, it's really easy to feel that way. And so I think it's really important to start by looking at your life and looking at what are the things that are hindering you from reaching and achieving your goals. And so I think for me, something that was really important was cutting, for example, alcohol out for six months and really reevaluating my relationship with alcohol. And not to say that I'll never drink alcohol again, but just, I think it's like, it's important to kind of look at those different toxic things that you may 
um, partake in. And I think it's okay to, you know, drink in moderation. I think that that's okay for people. But for someone like me, who was in a sorority in college and was really exposed to a lot of the college drinking um, culture, I think that a lot of that kind of, unfortunately, was carried on beyond college. And so I think in kind of examining that relationship, it really helps me kind of take a break and remove it from my life for six months. And it allowed me to, you know, for example, get more creative and create a podcast, but also like, you know, run a marathon. I had that goal for so long and I was finally able to achieve it because I wasn't hindering myself and I wasn't setting myself back. Right. And I think that's great that you were able to kind of like understand that you just wanted to take a break from alcohol because it just wasn't like um, just doing the right things for you. And you felt that you had other things that uh, were planned in life. And like to be able to run a marathon, it was probably such an amazing feeling for you to kind of like overcome that struggle that was probably um, very hard. And um, so I give you so much credit because not many people have the willpower to, you know, change that aspect of their life. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, so like, what is your take on comparing yourself to others? And has this ever affected you in any way? Because I feel like, especially with social media and everything, it's so easy to compare yourselves to others because there's so many other influencers and, and public figures that you might be like, oh, well, why don't I look like them? Or why don't I dress like them? Things like that. So yeah, how do you um, kind of deal with this? Yeah, I, I've definitely dealt with this in many different parts of my life. I think um, I've talked about it in a couple of episodes before, but when I was 16, I had an eating disorder and that really honestly came from a lot of comparison. And I think that age is so, um, it's such an early part of your life, but it's also kind of when you start to be exposed to a lot of social media and, you know, like all of the different skinny models. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was really comparing myself to all of those people. And I was also playing like varsity volleyball at the time. And the girls that I was playing with, I just kept comparing myself and saying, you know, they're so, they're so pretty and they're blonde and blue eyed and skinny. And like, I'm just like, I was just like, I'm so frumpy. And I'm just like, I I don't know. It's just, it's really hard. And it plays as soon as you allow those thoughts to control, like how you think of yourself is really when you allow comparison to really take over. And I think this can be totally applied to like any part of your life. I think when like people are coming out of college and you're applying to jobs, it's really easy to say, well, that person got a job straight out of college. Why didn't I? Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think even in podcasting, it's really easy. I'm totally guilty of it um, to compare yourself and, you know, your stats and your numbers and your listeners and your followers to other people. But I interviewed someone yesterday and she was, she's been podcasting for a few years now. And she was saying for the first year, I really just did not get anything very significant in terms of a massive following or a massive growth in listeners. But because she consistently kept at it, she was able to get to where she is now. And she has like hundreds of thousands of listeners and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I think you know, for people that get caught up in kind of comparing yourself, I think that that's really, again, kind of hindering your ability to grow and, you know, become, you know, reach your full potential and 
be the best that you are. Um, I know that it can be really hard to not to compare yourself. I know that we're all guilty of it, but I think just really trying your best to kind of like remove those different um, outlets and maybe even sometimes taking a, a break from social media. I know people that have done that to really just reflect and take time and focus on themselves, I think can be really helpful and useful. I agree. And I feel like everyone is their own person and everyone does have their own path, which is why that like in the real scheme of things that it's really not worth comparing yourself because everyone has, you know, a different life and everyone is going through different things. And I feel like if you are finally able to kind of not compare yourself to others, it just makes you kind of like flourish as a person because you're like kind of just proud of what you're doing rather than like comparing your analytics or anything. I know it's extremely hard. And I feel like as a teenager and college student, it's extremely hard because everyone's kind of trying to fit in and find their group and all stuff like that. But I feel like um, just to kind of like be proud of yourself and love yourself for who you are because there's only one of you. And I think that's so important. And um, like a lesson that it's really hard to, it's kind of easier said than done. But I think once you grasp the idea, like you'll always want to kind of just do your own thing. It's just so much better. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I definitely think there's also like, you need to do the work within yourself and you do need to focus on yourself so that you can get to that point, like you said, where you're not comparing yourself as much to others because you're so focused on your own journey and your own um, goals and accomplishments. And you're so you know, you're so like proud of yourself, like you said, and just you're certain of yourself that you don't need to continually keep comparing yourself to others and just kind of say, well, this is the path that I'm taking and this is the journey that I'm on. And you see all those stories about those, you know, like big people like Oprah and like yep. people who are like CEOs of major companies now that didn't get started until they were like, a certain age or something that was like a lot older than I think a lot of us think you need to have your life together by the time you're 25 or something. And so, yeah, it's just really realizing that, you know, you're on your own journey and you don't need to be on a certain like timeline. Right. And I feel like everyone starts somewhere. So like, you don't just start out um, like so successful or, and like, I feel like me personally, like I've really kind of um, eliminated comparing myself to others and it has been it's just like a feeling of freedom like I feel like more in high school I was kind of so worried about what others were thinking of me and kind of just yeah like I always needed to please others um just I think it's kind of a little bit normal in high school but I think once you're able to find your own self and all of that you've been saying I totally agree with and because it's really not worth it and um in the end, uh, you just want to keep improving yourself and being the best version that you can possibly be. So totally. Um, so during this time of COVID and stuff, I know that anxious feelings are so like common and sometimes inevitable. So what are some ways you cope with anxious feelings, especially during this time that we are living in? Yeah, um, it's it's definitely tough. And I definitely would be lying if I said that I don't have anxious feelings or that I just kind of get over it. I think for me, it's just, it's really taking, looking inside and seeing what you need. And um, I think it's really important to face your feelings. I think that that's something that I've really learned, especially when I removed alcohol from my life. I realized that that was something that I used that when I got anxious feelings, 
I would just go make a drink or I'd go out for drinks with friends. And so I think when you take that out and you take that suppressor out and like what you use to suppress your feelings of anxiousness before, I really realized um, a lot of feelings that I was kind of suppressing for years were suddenly coming to the surface. And so because I went through that period of really facing my feelings and being able to try and navigate them. And I think I definitely am such a proponent of people that go to therapy. Um, I really wish that I did at that time, but I think that therapy can be so helpful as well. Um, I know so many friends that have started going to therapy this year, and it's just something that honestly, like everyone needs to do. And there doesn't need to be a stigma behind it because you, a lot of us need a professional to really navigate like the things that we've gone through and why we feel the way we feel or why we react to certain events or things in our life because of maybe like past things. And so. Right. And um, with drinking, um, it's great to get help, but also just for life. I mean, you like, it's never not okay to ask for help. I feel like some people are almost afraid because I don't know why, but there, there's almost a stigma, like you were saying, about asking for help as if you're weak or something or you're incapable of dealing with it yourself. But sometimes you really do need somebody that, because nobody has everything figured out. And I feel like by going to someone, they can kind of tell you things that you really do not realize, which can actually be life-changing for you. And I think that reach, yeah, reaching out for help is never a problem. And I really do encourage it because I think like it, it can truly change your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think... For me too, just like on a daily basis, I definitely have days where I feel really good like today. And I have days sometimes during the week when I'm really stressed out from work. So I think when I'm dealing with anxiety, like during a work day or like whenever I was in school as well, I think like taking the time to really address those feelings and make time and like schedule time for yourself is really important. And I know it's so cheesy to talk about self-love and like that sort of a thing, but it's, it can make such a difference. You know, if you really like to go on walks or runs to make time for that, or if you really just need like a bath and you want to just like, you know, throw in a bath bomb, light a candle and just shut the world out for, you know, 20 minutes, even if you have it. And I think it just makes such an impact and such a difference in your mood and your day. I agree. Like just taking some time to relieve all your stress, especially with schoolwork and, and just work in general, it can be very stressful and um, challenging. So I think that being able to kind of just do your own thing for a few minutes just releases all those like stressors in your brain. And it can be such a great coping mechanism. So definitely. So um what are some tips on how to maximize your potential and have the courage to go for things you may be afraid of? Yeah, um, this was another thing actually that I was talking about yesterday in my interview, but um, we were talking about how this girl that I was interviewing, she was so afraid to start her podcast, which is crazy because her podcast has meant so much for me and it's impacted so many women. And it's crazy that like, she was talking about a few years ago, it took her months to even get up the courage to release her first episode. And I think there's always going to be like really weird, you know, things that you don't like about yourself or like a lot of podcasters maybe feel really awkward about like hearing their voice. But I think, um, I think it's just really overcoming those fears and kind of knowing that there's, there's a possibility that you could have a pretty big impact on someone. And so I think even in like my four months of podcasting, I think just like, you know, there's been a few times where people reach out to me and say, I really resonated with this episode, or 
this meant so much to me because I also went through this is like, those are, that's what makes it worth it. And I think that's kind of, unfortunately, it's just that first hurdle of getting over, um, just trying to kind of fight that fear. And I think it's really important to note too, that that hurdle is really yourself and you're kind of battling yourself and, um, there's no one else telling you that you can't do it. Um, it's just your own brain that's saying and telling you lies that you can't do it. I definitely agree. And a little, I'm kind of similar to the girl you were interviewing yesterday because I like always have loved public speaking, like fashion. Like I've, a podcast is something that I've like always been interested in. I just like love it. Um, but it did take courage for me to kind of create it. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, a little nerve wracking because it's something new and sometimes new things can strike fear um, within and kind of, I had some self-doubt regarding it. Cause I'm like, there's bigger podcasters into me. Like I'm never gonna, you know what I mean? Just like those thoughts like that kind of just run through your mind. But after having the courage to like create one and I've released, I just like started to like last month. So this is very new to me as well, but like just like kind of, I just love it. Like I love being able to put content out there and kind of like hearing people's feedback. I think it's great. And like, sometimes in life, you have to do things that like others aren't willing to do because um, they can end up being something that really impacts your life. And um, I truly like love this podcast and um, I'm so grateful for the opportunities that I've been given. So definitely just going for things that you may not even think would even like work out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a, a lot of that can also be that fear that you have of what others are going to think of you. And I think like, I was talking about it with this girl yesterday and like, she even like, I mean, she seems to get like so many positive reviews and it seems like, you know, I would think that her podcast is like nothing but positive, but she's talked about, you know, one time I got this negative review and I just cried in bed and I think that that can be really hard. And I think that there's definitely like a stigma around like people trying, like it almost feels similar to people who have like YouTube channels is how I can like kind of relate the feeling. Not that I've ever had one, but I think it's just like the people that go and like make those YouTube channels and really put themselves out there. Like, you know, we just put our voices out there. And I think that that's a lot, but like the people that you see like walking around, like vlogging and like doing that sort of a thing, I think that would be so much more of a bigger fear for me that I don't know I could if I could ever do that. <laughs> but I think it's it's definitely hard because you're always thinking about, well, what do you, what are my friends gonna think? What is my family gonna think? Like they're gonna think this is so weird and that I'm so full of myself and blah, blah, blah. But I think it's just really getting over those fears and just, you know, going after what makes you happy and what fuels your creativity. Exactly. And I feel like there's been so much support on like podcasting, like there's like so much like great people who want to see you do well. So I feel like you cannot let those few people that are kind of negative or kind of steering you away from something that you know in your heart you want to do. It's kind of like you do what's best for you. And um, there's always going to be people who kind of have something negative to say about it. But I feel like that's just life. And, and those are things that you kind of just can't let affect you because if you let someone kind of affect your thoughts or what you do, then you'll never have fulfillment within yourself. And I think that's really important, kind of just not listening, obviously listening to the people that you care about, but to an extent, because at the end of the day, it's your life. And I feel like you should do what you want to do. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
And life can be so crazy. So what are some ways that you just stop and kind of just be grateful for all you have? Um, I feel like it's very easy to just think about the future or the past, but sometimes it can be difficult to live in the present. So I feel like that's so important. Yeah, um, I think I've, de I've definitely struggled with that um, a lot in the past. And I think it's something that I continue to work at. And I don't think it's like something that I'll ever be able to get over. I think we're so, we're so like in our thoughts all the time, especially in isolation. But I think for me, it's just kind of, I mean, A, I really attest a lot of it to having like um, a Christian faith and just being able to like pray about it and um, put my faith in that. And, but I think at the same time, it's always just kind of looking at what things I'm really reflecting on from the past, or I can't get out of my head, or you can't get that person out of your head. I think it's just really being able to look at the truth of that situation and saying, while you may have really good memories with these specific people, and this can be friendships, relationships, what, what has their current actions been? Because I think that words, obviously actions speak louder than words. And I think just like for people that kind of, um, have treated you badly in the past, if they've like ghosted you, if they've um, just been a bad friend to you, you know, how have they, how have they really treated you this year? Because I feel like, you know, it's, it's been such a weird year and I've just been reflecting on who of the people, who are the people that have really been there for me this year? Those are the people that I want to keep close to me and the people that really just took a back seat or didn't want to, you know, try anymore with our friendship or give anymore just aren't worth it and aren't worth keeping in your mind and like overthinking and you know thinking about again and again there are other things that you can be filling your mind with um and as for the future too I know that like I always think about things in the future and I think about well when is this going to happen I really just want it to happen but it's really just also like trusting that like where you are in life right now like you're meant to be there for a reason and like everything is happening according to, you know, your life journey and like everything will happen according to plan. So I think it's really trying to find kind of like, you know, everything in the moment and like what you can be grateful for. And sometimes it's just really simple things. It's like having a roof over your head and it's being able to have a cooked meal every day. And there are just so many people, especially now in the pandemic that like have lost jobs and maybe you're homeless now. And I think it's just, you know, when you put it into perspective of like that, um, it really makes you reevaluate re life and kind of, um, yeah, just helps you be grateful for so much more. That was so heartfelt. Like I totally can relate on so many levels I feel like regarding the friendship thing like I kind of felt that um some of the people who were in my life throughout high school kind of weren't putting as much effort in anymore and at first it was very upsetting to me because you know um long time friendships and you think that um everyone's going to be always a true friend but I guess that's just not the case and you just have to realize that those people who um choose not to be in your life anymore it's for a reason and uh there's bigger and better things for you and like the people who uh, wanna be in your life, obviously um, who are in my life personally, I'm really grateful for because um, they positively impact me. And personally, I don't wanna be around, like, I don't really care. Like, I feel like it's not about how many friends you have. I feel like it's the quality of the friendship because like you can have a good amount of friends and, but they're not really there for you or they're not supportive. And I'd rather have like 
just those people who you can really trust with everything and, and feel safe with. And I, I feel like that is a true friendship rather than, you know, just yearning for any type of friend who may not even be really a true friend. And it can very be very hurtful. But I think when you realize who your real friends are and who who's not your friend, then like you will never want the people who um, really just don't try to be in your life anymore because kind of like, you know who you are as a person, you know your worth. And if somebody doesn't want to be in your life, I almost take that as, well, that's not something I can control. That's out of my control. So yeah. that's kind of my take on it. And I feel like um, staying in the present is so, so important and being grateful for the little things that you really don't think about every day. But once you kind of just take a break and like, just kind of like think about all you do have in life. Like there is so much to be grateful for. And I feel like sometimes you take that for granted, but like, it's so important to realize that the little things mean the most. Um, and that's something that really helps me be present. Also, I feel like um, having a gratitude journal or just like little things um, where you write down to kind of reflect on all you're grateful for, because like there is so much to be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I used to talk about it a lot, but I've been really bad about filling it in, but I do have like a sort of a gratitude journal that um, I really, I need to get back on, but it really is so simple. It has you fill it in like morning and night, but it's like, you know, in the morning list, three things that you're grateful for. Tell me how you're going to make today great. And you know, what is something that you want to keep telling yourself and kind of just like speaking over yourself and then like the night is like, you know, what are three great things that happened today? And, you know, how will you make tomorrow great? And it's always just like, it helps you to look for those things in life. Because I think even like on your bad days, you can find things to be grateful for. Um, and so, and sometimes like that is the fact that you're able to kind of, you know, make those boundaries and those friendships, like you were saying. And I think that that's something that I've really been learning this year is just, you know, if those friends aren't right for you, maybe it's time to set some clear boundaries. And I never knew about boundaries before this year, but I think that they're so important. And I think it's really also so reflective when you see how that person reacts to you wanting to set boundaries. If someone reacts negatively to you wanting to set boundaries to personally better yourself and focus on yourself because it's better for your mental health, then that person wasn't meant for you or isn't right to be in your life anyways. And so you yeah. can let them out the door and you know it, it's, it's just such a clear indicator because the right people are going to respect that. And they're going to say, okay, I will definitely take a step back. And whenever you need me, I'm here. If I can support you in any way, let me know, but I will definitely respect your boundaries. Hope you're okay. And that sort of thing. Right. Exactly. And I feel like, um, the people who kind of don't accept that, um, it's almost like, are you my friend then if you're not accepting it, you know what I mean? So I feel like it's almost like um, you feel at loss first. It's definitely kind of an at loss feeling when you do lose a friend that you believed you were so close with. But then as time goes on, you definitely realize that you are like so much happier and you're living your best life and you're kind of just doing better things without this person. And it's almost like a feeling of relief that you're able to let this go. And it's kind of not weighing you down anymore because sometimes friendships in the past for me have almost felt like toxic where it was always like a comparison or always feeling like you had a, you were in a competition with that person. And that's just so unhealthy and kind of letting go of that has kind of made me personally grow as a person and really just do the things that I wanna do. And I think that's so important 
for anyone because it's so hard, you know, um, to kind of like decipher who is your friend and who's not because there can be signs that are very not clear and obvious. But when you do figure that out, it's almost like um, it's just like you need to do what's best for you. And if that's what's best for you, then whatever the other person's thinking cannot be um, what takes over your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, and so just one final thing. So thank you so much. And finally, what are some ways that um, people can contact you or just kind of um, look at your podcast and just stuff like that? Yeah, um, so the easiest way is probably there's a link in the bio of my Instagram for the podcast. So that's just at resiliency and running. And that link will give you, I think there's eight different platforms that you can listen to it on, but we're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and a couple of other ones. Um, but though that's probably the best way to get in contact. And if you are, if you want to um, reach out, I'm literally an open book. You can just shoot me a message on Instagram. If not, I think there's a link for an email if you're more formal, but yeah, that is probably the best way to get in touch. But thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. Thank you so much. I loved hearing from you. You had so much good um, insight and advice and um, I will definitely link your, um, your platform and just ways to contact you um, because you're really awesome and everyone should take a listen to your podcast because there's really some great um, info in there. So thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye.